read old shitty writings that Chris and I wrote, uh, Chris being the other host, me being Michael, uh, that we wrote when we were youngins in uh, preschool, uh, elementary school, any type of schooling, yesterday maybe, if it was bad enough to be on the podcast. <laughs> uh, the whole point of this podcast is as artists, we uh, we grow with our art. And uh, when you first start off, the things you make probably won't be that good. Uh, so it's fun to look back and learn and laugh and love. Uh, but today is a very live, laugh, love. You heard me. Are, are uh, you are you a middle aged woman in suburbia? You know it. Um, but today's a very special episode. Uh, not only is it another, we have another guest on this episode, but it's also our first episode where none of us are in the same room because. Things are getting worse out there. So <laughs> this is going to be over uh, essentially Zoom. Uh, so the audio might be a little wonky. So uh, bear with us, please. We love you all for listening. Um, but Chris, take it away. Introduce your guest. Let me just introduce to you to one of the most spectacular, one of the most magnificent, one of the most special, crafty ladies in my life. She's got drama. She's got excellence. She's the best person in this goddamn world. It's the one, the only, Sydney Claire Hillebrand. Oh, I am peeking all <laughs> over the place. Oh my god, I gotta turn down the volume. Welcome, Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I heard that wonderful introduction, so I have to say thank oh. you for that. I've never felt more loved in my life. I just want to say thank you for coming on my little hodgepodge show. We don't even know what we're doing on this show, and you decided to come on anyways, and that's friendship. Oh. That's oh. why I love you. I love you too, Chris. I really hate it that you're so far from me. Not to interrupt <laughs> all the love, uh, but do you guys mind sharing for those listening? Um, how you two met, what's kind of like the backstory for you two? <laughs> you should start. <laughs> okay, so it's okay. It's 2016. We're two hot singles on the town. We're trying to make it in life. And then all of a sudden, in Johnson and Wales history, it reaches 100 years. Yes, it's the centennial uh, something thing. Uh, was it, what's, the centennial what's year? Uh, uh, like the, the centennial celebration or something like that? And they decided to do a, a super fun thing where they open up a group house. A brothel. <laughs> I feel like that's a brothel. <laughs> they open up a fun <laughs> Rhode Island brothel um, and you know they decided to hire two young sexy singles sure. on the street and <laughs> there was an and interview you know so you're those not wrong because we did have to interview to get in it was very yeah. exclusive in that we brought our portfolio that, uh, they looked at our pictures phrases, but they tried to figure out if we could pose the way they needed us to mm-hmm. Um, let's well, with see. that <laughs> intro, John, <laughs> welcome. Well, don't you want to know our, our sexy talking you. time when uh, we, we live together? Well, sure we didn't live together. This is the right podcast for that. <laughs> oh my god! Let's well, anyways I, I get on over into the yeah. shit fix side of the world. <laughs> well, Sydney, uh, Sydney, tell me about yourself. I've we've known each other for five hundred years, but I I 
I want to know okay. about you. Like where I'm at right I now. I want to know about you. I mean, I guess so. Just say, you know, what's your what's your sign? What's your um favorite yeah. flavor of ice cream? Um, what makes you qualified for wow dancing? Like icebreakers all over I'm again. Not dan- <laughs> okay, bro. Well, um, I was born in Germany, and I say this because. When we moved to California, I could speak English just fine, but I couldn't write it. I couldn't read it that well. So part of the reason I got really into writing is because, first of all, it was mandatory. I had to write more. But from there, it kind of just blossomed, you know, you could say, into a passion. So I really, really started enjoying writing. I thought it was like one of the best ways to express myself. And it kind of just went from there. So that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I can. But, you know, we all have that kind of dream. Let's see if it, if we succeed at this. <laughs> the true American dream story. Yes. So the story that we're going to read today is called Noah and the Pizza Delivery Guy. So Yeah, and an impromptu title. I didn't actually have a title for it. So I, I just like wrote it, that huh? down. Is this a <laughs> biblical reference? Is yeah, the no. pizza guy the ark? <laughs> whale. It's, it goes the is... whale and then the p- pizza delivery guy. Yeah, she gets swallowed <laughs> up by the whale, and then there happens to be a pizza hut inside. You know, things just kind of go from there. Damn. All right. Uh, so tell us, like, uh, where were you at when you wrote this story? Um, what kind of inspired it? That type of stuff. Okay, so I think I was at the end of middle school, probably eighth grade, around that time. And it was actually inspired by a movie. I had watched where this sheltered girl orders pizza and this pizza delivery guy kind of just like sweeps her off her feet. And he's like, let me take you around town so you can see it from my point of view. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Bad boy. Yeah. And I took it from there. It's part of the reason I stopped writing it, too, because it was pretty much just a movie. But (laughs) with my own character. (laughs) This is plagiarism. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um not totally the that's why name is noah your <laughs> what, what movie wait what movie did you say did you say what movie this was inspired by i i don't remember the name of the movie i'm sure if you put in indie movie with pizza delivery guy it might come up <laughs> that's like 90 percent of all indie films it's it's always that, that's fair that's fair yeah, I don't remember the name of the title. Unfortunate. Well, that's all right, because this episode is not about that movie. It's about Noah, <laughs> the delivery guy. However, <laughs> if you listeners know what movie this was inspired by, if you can kind of pick up the motifs, uh, let us know in the comments. So, because this is a massive block of text, what I think we should do is sort of popcorn read style. Is I'm good with that. with that. That style of reading. Do we have yeah. to clap? <laughs> Isn't that part of it? You, Chris, no, you go. That's <laughs> zap you song. Until you go like popcorn, I'm Chris. Like, you know. Pop. Oh, <laughs> I can't so clap, dramatic. apparently. <laughs> right? So, like, just read <laughs> until uh, like, you get to the end of a paragraph or until you feel tired and then popcorn someone. <laughs> Well, now there's expectations, you know? Now people are going to say, why well, couldn't Chris, we read? Chris, Chris <laughs> don't be difficult. Uh, We're not I don't think anyone sitting at home listening to this and thinking, why can't he read? Why did he stop? 
Why did he? <laughs> he could have gone two more sentences, but he didn't do it. <laughs> he didn't do it. <laughs> do you want to oh, start, Chris? Do you want to start to relieve this anxiety I see on your face? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into some shit. <laughs> Go ahead and start the story, Chris. <laughs> Now, on my dear, would you like to dance? Uncle George holds out his bloated hand, waiting patiently for my answer. Damn. (laughs) What the fuck, Noah? He just wanted to dance with you. (laughs) Why'd you have to shit on him? Your fucking bloated hand. (laughs) I look up into his round face, shiny and sweat. Oh, shiny with sweat. sweat. <laughs> shiny in sweat. <laughs> <laughs> He's just in a bucket of sweat, so shiny. <laughs> He's so goddamn shiny. If I didn't know any better, I'd think he was nervous. But I do know better, and he's not nervous at all. He unfortunately suffers, well, not suffers entirely, from some sort of sweat disorder, where sometimes even the smallest bit of action can cause him to perspirate like a pig. <laughs> First, uh, what? Hold on. What? What do you have against George? What? Is, also, what is this? Does this gonna come? Is this gonna come back later in the story? Or are you just insulting this man? I guess like, I just, you know, I was setting the scene, and I thought the best way to do that was insult Uncle George. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even insult anything real about it. Just like he's a sweaty guy, and that's kind of gross. You know, but you know that now. You know that about Uncle George, so I think I succeeded. You know that very well. (laughs) If there's one thing I know about George is he's a fucking pig. Pig boy. (laughs) Call him a pig. I say he sweats like a pig. (laughs) There's a difference. Do pigs even sweat that much? I don't know, but isn't that an expression? You you sweaty like a pig or you sweating like a pig? Like a pig in church. It'd probably be a lot better if the capital sun. <laughs> the sun. The single one. Just There's the only sun. One. Capitalized. Only one for us. The earth is monogamous. Monogamous? Yeah, with the sun. Well, we got the moon as our side chick. Yeah, but uh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. You're right. <laughs> Can't argue with that logic. You just got wrecked by facts and fiction. All right, let's see. (laughs) It'd probably be a lot better if the sun wasn't shining as much, either. His feathery, coffee hair clings to his pale forehead, and his chocolate eyes bulge just the slightest bit. I hope all eight of these pages are just a description of his sweatiness and, like... (laughs) Just freakishness. Yeah, Yeah, that's... You you got got it. That's all it's gonna be about. His eyes are bulging. (laughs) I can see that every time he breathes, the buttons on his white shirt appear as they're about to burst <laughs> off at any second. <laughs> and the... This is some Charles Dickens <laughs> nonsense right here. <laughs> and the belt lining his pants is barely able to contain his large protruding <laughs> stomach. Oh my god! <laughs> Sydney! <laughs> Yeah, you, you gotta have all those adjectives eight fucking in there. sentences. <laughs> <laughs> you needed all eight sentences to 
let me just show you why this man <laughs> is just not holding it together. All right, continuing. Noah and the pizza delivery guy. <laughs> is this the pizza delivery guy? No. Is, this, is he who he's falling, is falling in love with? This no. is Uncle George. Uncle this George. Uncle you can't G- fall in no. love with Uncle George. It's not that kind of a story. He's probably the nicest of our family, but also the fattest. <laughs> I think it's because why of his obesity, though. What is Why are you so focused on how large Uncle George is? I mean, to be fair, there's only oh, that sweaty. one paragraph and it's just dragging on because Chris keeps stopping. <laughs> the details are just protruding off the scene. Apparently, so it's Uncle George. Is <laughs> I guess so. What I'm getting from Noah is that he is very self-conscious. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's ready to dig into... <laughs> Anyone around him who does not fit traditional beauty standards. Noah's a girl. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Ugh, I thought this was going to be gay. <laughs> this isn't even gay. It's not. Oh, my I'm so God. Sorry. It's not gay. All right, well, this was a good episode. Thank you, everyone. Um, <laughs> sorry, this is a gay-only podcast. Uh, unfortunately, there's some heterosexuality in here, and I'm, I'm unfortunately going to have to... Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay to be straight. It's okay to be straight, everybody. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think it's because of his obesity, though, that he's so humble and kind. He just has to be. <laughs> <laughs> uncle George is my youngest uncle, only 22 years old, and I love talking with him, despite how fat he is. <laughs> I added that in. We both are the only black sheep in a sea of white. However, dancing with him is never one of the best ideas a person could have. Interesting way of saying that. I mm-hmm. love it. Poor guy constantly makes mistakes and steps on people's feet. People's feet. People feet. By the time the dance is over, I would come out just as bad as him, covered in sweat. His sweat. <laughs> okay, that's a solid line right there. <laughs> Those poor people's feet. Apparently, he's just <laughs> destructive. I like that you have to focus on the fact that it's going to be people's feet. Not like, he's not stepping on animals during this dance. Just people. It's going to be on people's feet. Yes. (laughs) You got to let people know. So I gave him a sincere smile and politely answer, sorry, not today. Of course, sweetheart, Uncle George tells me as his waiting hand falls to his side to let me know that it really is all right. He gives me one of his signature beaming smiles, his neck bulging out around his chin. Then he wobbles away (laughs) towards the huge white tent situated in my parents' enormous back room. Backyard. Poor George. Oh, George, you sweet man. You know? Yeah, I did him wrong. Is is the reason why. It's okay. It's okay. We all have. The nature of this podcast (laughs) is we look back at all the Uncle Georges we've written and realize, oh, that probably wasn't very nice to spend two paragraphs commenting on just how large he is. Yeah. 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 I I do apologize for that. Is Noah a black sheep of the family because she's incredibly mean? Is that, is that what she's no, but the family? I mean, you can look at it that way for sure, but she's she considers herself a black sheep because she doesn't think she fits in. She doesn't think she fits in because no one wants to hang out with her because she's so mean. Me? <laughs> she's just, 
Aunt Rhonda. <laughs> mean back. girls, but from Regina's perspective. Hey, Aunt Rhonda, your calves are huge. Why does anyone want to be friends with me? Um, or I guess I could pop up. No, I'm finishing this. Spotless white tables with equally pristine white chairs are settled around it, semi-shaded under large white laced umbrellas, and tall black curved lanterns are placed every 15 feet for when it gets dark. Soft music hangs in the air, causing me to yawn. It's like a winter wonderland in the middle of summer, a very posh winter wonderland. Your prose is very good, Sydney. I gotta say, this is middle school? Holy shit. Yeah, Again, maybe it's a little too childish. descriptive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> we could have stopped after the bulging neck <laughs> with sweat that's hanging. However, it's not a winter wonderland at all. Instead, an early birthday celebration. <laughs> I like how you have to clarify that. Yeah. This is not actually a winter wonderland. Despite the fact that it already mentioned that it's like a winter wonderland in the middle of summer. <laughs> just in case you didn't but, get it the first time. But just to make sure you're confused. <laughs> it's a birthday celebration. That last line. Let me emphasize. <laughs> birthday celebrations cannot be winter wonderlands as well. Just no one's ever had would like a Wonderland-themed birthday. That's just a fact. It's illegal. Apparently, most of my family has everything scheduled on my actual birthday. So instead of rescheduling, they decide to throw a party now, and I'm not even enjoying <laughs> it. Finally, though, my time has come to turn 18, an age where I can make my own decisions, move out, and live life the way I want to. Boy, is Noah going to be uh, sad to realize that 18 is nothing at all like that. <laughs> I was like still, 13, so... You still got to rely on those pairings. Popcorn, Sydney Hillebrand. I realize, of course, that I could not I, that I could do that <laughs> without being the legal age of 18, but there's just one small problem. I have no guts. I'm too much of a goody two-shoes. Currently, I'm employed as the perfect daughter to the perfect family. I would like to say that she is definitely not the perfect daughter <laughs> with how much she yeah. insults poor Uncle George. I know we've harped on it a lot, but she's definitely not the nice family member. She's she's, she's delusional, for sure. Shoes. I think we can all agree. She's not completely <laughs> present. <laughs> My only issue? I'm just too nice. <laughs> I try to say that with as much false enthusiasm as I can. I love my parents. I really do. But sometimes I feel like they're too caught up in what they want for me, what they want me to do, and what they expect of me to really see my wants. Oh, that's a confusing sentence. I am sorry for that. And that goes for the rest of my family, too. <laughs> they're all so caught up in their own perfect world, so used to their ways, traditions, thoughts, and lifestyles. I just don't fit into it. I stand up and feel my body go stiff from sitting in the chair for too long. So I start walking, trying to work some of that stiffness out and make my way over to my special spot. <laughs> it's a little space that I discovered <laughs> when I was younger near the end of the yard. Underneath a tall row of hedges is a small gap that no longer replenishes itself. Why? I have no idea. I'm thankful for it. though. <laughs> Without it, I'd probably be insane I just, by now. I, I just, I find it, I, I just, people are, like, watching her literally, like, during her birthday celebration, just getting on the ground, climbing into some hedges, just like, um, is she okay? 
Nope. <laughs> There's an empty spot, but I don't know why. I love this spot. <laughs> I feel like the spot no longer she... replenishes itself because she keeps rolling around it. It's hard for plants Probably. to roll, roll around. If there is a woman, a full-grown woman, just stomping around in this one spot. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, when I keep ripping the hedges out of the ground, they never grow back. I they never grow it. back. It's a miracle. I'm thankful for it, though. Without it, I'd probably be insane by now. My mom, however, tries to cover it up with beautiful pink lilies planted right in front of the hedge, which, stunning as they are, makes it just a tad more difficult for me to get through to the other side. Nevertheless, I've gone through countless of times. <laughs> she mean to Uncle George, but she's also like, fuck you, Mom. I don't care about your garden. I don't care about anything that you do. I'm just going to stomp all over your plants so I can get to my spot. Yeah, she's definitely not the good child that she thinks she is. I will rip these fucking pink liliums. And how passive-aggressive is that? That you can't be like, hey, hey, Noah. Do you mind not going to that spot? It's it's weirding out the neighbors. But instead, she's like, you know what? I'm going to put a fucking bush in your way and not talk about this. <laughs> and every time you rip up my pink liliums, bitch, there's just more pink liliums to come. <laughs> Isn't that the most mom thing to do, though? Also, what's a lilium? Plant, you just plant flowers it in your garden. It is. <laughs> okay, so... Nevertheless, I've gone through countless of times, and no one has discovered me yet. Okay. What I think clearly your mom has. <laughs> <laughs> She's not as sneaky as she thinks she is. I think that's the case for all kids, though. I think all kids are like, ah, I can get away with anything. And it's like, no, we all know what you're doing. We just, you know, <laughs> want to really talk to you because you're a small child. Once I get there, I cautiously look around trying to be as inconspicuous as I can, gently step over the liliums, and quietly slip through the hidden gap. Behind the tall hedges is an extremely small field with soft grass and gloriosa daisies. Do I know what that is now? No. But it was <laughs> important. You need to be very specific. So specific. You cannot understand this story if you don't realize that it is Gloriosa Daisies, specifically. <laughs> Colorful butterflies flutter around in the peaceful air, but I don't tell you which kind. So there. <laughs> How will and I know? Is it a Queen Alexandra? <laughs> I did just Google Gloriosa Daisies, and they are very pretty. Thank you. I guess they were just too beautiful to pass up. <laughs> I can't describe them, but if you want to Google them yourself... Colorful butterflies flutter around in the peaceful air, and I sigh, finally feeling relaxed. This garden is also boxed in with hedges that rise just as high as the ones in the backyard. Though I've been here millions of times, I'm still stunned whenever I take in this beautiful scene. And I always wonder how anyone else doesn't know about this place. However, I don't tend to question it for too long, because I know that I only have so much time to spend here. I leisurely lie down, careful not to mess up my blue dress. I wouldn't hear the end of it from my mother if I did. I gaze up at the clear sky, transfixed. I wish I could stay here forever. It's just so serene and sweet. As I look around, a zebra swallowtail flies above me. So you got specific there, huh? <laughs> what is a zebra swallowtail? Is that another type of butterfly? I think so. I feel like I can relate in a way where you're like, 
you obsess over the details and you're like, well, this is making oh. me so much more specific. <laughs> I need to make sure that they know what kind of zebra, what kind of swallowtail this is. Well, the thing is, it's it's one thing if it was specific <laughs> all the time, but it's only I gotta keep you on your sometimes. toes. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. You gotta keep it on your toes. Sometimes you have I to like imagine it. <laughs> it yourself, and other times you can just Google it, and it's right there for you, and you don't have to work so hard. As I look around, a zebra swallowtail flies above me, and as I reach up my hand, it lands on my finger. I sit up, studying its patterns and colors. I lift up my other hand, tracing the ends of its wings, careful not to wipe off its scales. The butterfly is eventually startled by my close appearance and immediately flutters away. As I watch it leave, I begin to envy that pretty little swallowtail. Why can't I have that freedom in my oh, <laughs> shut up. I hate that. Oh my god. That is very like John Green sort of teen melodrama type of, of Right, John right Green there. before I knew about John Why Green. Why can I not have my independence? Why can I not float away like this little butterfly? Please, butterfly, speak to me. Speak to me, butterfly. <laughs> I would do an impression, but I don't I lie know back how. I would love for this to be Freaky Friday. <laughs> I lie back down, feeling a bit blue, and detest my mom's decisions in putting my hair up in a bun today. I roll onto my side, holding my head up with one hand, and stroke the daisies with the other. Once again, I lose myself to another world, where all my worries are smoothed away. Another sigh escapes my lips, and soon a smile makes its way back onto my face. However, all too soon, my mother's voice barges in and ruins my peace. Noah! <laughs> uh, her high pitch rings through the air. Where are you, sweetie? I silently wait until I hear footsteps fade away, and her voice is barely audible to sneak out from behind the hedge. I glance around, trying to ensure that no one saw me, and then fix the wrinkles in my dress. Unfortunately, I don't notice my mom coming up behind me until it's too late. Wait, so did her mom, like, do the classic, like, okay, I'm walking away, <laughs> but really didn't move? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> she's like, ah! Either that or she's just very quick to sneak up behind her that fast. Um, Noah, her shrill voice, penetrates my ear. I quickly turn around, a small panic start starting in my chest. Did she see me come out from within the gap? Where have you been? She questions me, her intense gray eye scrutinizing me. Ooh, things got intense. Uh, this is about to be a giant anime battle. Anyway, about, I answer vaguely. Oh, such a dumb child answer. About? <laughs> about where? Just, you know, talking with the family. My mother gives me another hard look, and then her eyes nearly burst out from their sockets. I like to imagine that that's literal and not hyperbole. <laughs> right? They just like uh, a cartoon, they just come out. Yep. How dare you talk with the family? <laughs> How dare you? She grabs my face and turns it to the side, gawking at my hair. What is... She starts. What happened to your hair? Well, I try to act just as surprised as she does. Well, I, I don't know how that happened. Jimmy must have gotten me when I wasn't paying attention. You know how he likes to mess things up. How do you Ugh. not notice when somebody's just scrambling up your hair? <laughs> you, you feel that. No, not Noah, because she's in her own dream world, you know? She doesn't pay attention to that kind of stuff. Uh, my mother stares at me, calculating my words slowly, sinking in. That boy. She finally says, shaking her head, I'm going to have a word with your Aunt Jane about her son. You do that, I nod. Now... You go ahead of the go ahead to the house and try to fix it. 
She shoos me away with her hands, already peering around for my aunt. All right, I will, I tell her, glad I'm able to escape without trouble. But after two steps, her voice is shouting at me again. Noah, what is that? I look behind and follow her pointed finger. I try to keep my facial features under control as I notice a dirt stain on the hem of my powder blue dress. Great. That Jimmy, I shake my head lying. Yeah, wait, if, if the mother found dirt in the hair and then the daughter was like, yo, it was Jimmy. Jimmy did this. And the mother believed that. Why then would she be surprised to see dirt on the dress? I feel like if Jimmy's going to throw dirt at someone, it's going it's to get all over. You're going to notice it. Like, oh, I got hit by a bulldozer. Man, crazy how I didn't notice that. Jimmy started burying me alive earlier. It was <laughs> awful. My mother sucks in her lower lip, looking me up and down. Her shoulders slump down a bit, though, and a small sigh escapes her lips. Go on and try to get rid of it before it's too late, she tells me once again. What is before it's too late? Like, before the party ends or before someone dies? That sounds <laughs> before, very like, ominous. It's so ominous before it's too late. Your ruined dress could kill somebody. If your grandmother sees that dirt on your dress, she'll have a heart attack. Yes, mom. And I rush off. Oh, but Noah, she calls again. Man, this mom is just, like, this mom keeps being like, get out of here. But also, hold on a second. Uh, she calls again. We'll talk about this some more later. I know then that she's aware that I'm not being entirely honest with her. I push that aside, though, as I step into the cool house once more alone to myself. I walk on over to the bathroom that's settled right at the end of the foyer hallway and place myself in front of the mirror. I comb through my tangled strawberry blonde hair and work it back up into a bun. I get a washcloth and dab at the hem of my dress, trying to get rid of the dirt. Luckily for me, it didn't stain. My mom won't be mad for long, and that sure makes me glad. I stare at myself in the mirror for a little bit, trying to find some resemblance between me and my mom, my whole family. I share the signature Augustine family gray eyes and fair skin, but that's about it. This is such a trope in, like, in, in all writing where, like, right. <laughs> I, how do I get this first person to describe themselves without sounding, you know incredibly put them in front of a mirror that's how you do it there's a mirror (laughs) i gotta i gotta examine myself for 15 minutes just as we all do (laughs) let's evaluate the family dynamic while she's staring into her own eyes this dress of its dirt i will i will i will pontificate on my family lineage (laughs) (laughs) am i noah or am i not I share the signature Augustine family gray eyes and fair skin, but that's about it. I don't have the same air that they produce. Like, we talking farts? What's uh? It's a, what do you mean? It makes sense. It makes sense. Did I just bring two jokes into our podcast? Yes, I did. No, I was expecting that. As soon as you read the line, I don't produce the same air. I was like, mm, that sounds like farts. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that. Uh, <laughs> So I, I share the blah, 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 don't produce the same air uh, and definitely not the same outlook on life. Even my hair is out of place. A non-dominant gene, my dad likes to call it. I shake my head and try to get those thoughts out of my head. I walk back over to the kitchen and situate myself in the breakfast nook. I nudge my head into the crook of my arms, lying on the table. Two more weeks, I tell myself. Just two more weeks and I'm out of here. High school is over and college is right up after summer. Butterflies appear in my stomach just thinking about it. My own place. 
my own life, and no classy family to spoil my bliss. But what kind of butterflies? Yeah, you didn't specify. <laughs> Is it a zebra swallowtail? I knew it! I knew you were gonna ask that! <laughs> Unpredictable, what can I say? I just also, like, she has such unrealistic expectations of what college, and just life in general, is gonna be. Like, no one lives in a bubble. There's always going to be people in your life. Whether or not they're your family, like, I don't know, she's like, I'm gonna have my freedom, and it's like, eh, I'm gonna find the, the people that she's always wanted to see. She's gonna find her pizza delivery guy. That's what she's gonna find. That is find. true. I, I honestly, I forgot that Noah and the pizza delivery guy was the name of this, <laughs> and I just thought we were gonna read seven pages of <laughs> Noah describing herself and her family situation. I totally forgot that this was about a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> it's just really Noah shitting on everyone in her family, but putting herself as like this no problem child who just wants to get away. Despite being the one that's rolling around in her mom's freshly made garden. <laughs> in the dirt. <laughs> uh, the sound of running footsteps down the stairs breaks me out of my daydream, and I look up just in time to see little Jimmy barging into the kitchen. His brown hair is ruffled on top from the exercise, and his eyes glint with mischievousness. As much as he annoys me, I still feel like I need to warn him before he bumps into his mother. Jimmy, I call him over. He jumps at my voice and gives me a startled look, unaware that I was in the room. I didn't do anything, he shouts. I laugh, saying, of course you didn't, but I just wanted to let you know it'd probably be best if you avoided your mother. Forever. Why? His eyes widen, confused. <laughs> Don't go home. I fucked fuck your family situation up. Hide. Hide in my secret place. You're definitely going to get grounded if you go talk with your mom. Just letting you know that it's now. It's best to run away from home if you don't mind. Yeah, you should want what I want, and that's to never <laughs> see anyone ever again. I like how... Just escape. The way that he reacts to just her being like, Jimmy, makes me think that she's just the worst to him. It's like, she's just like, like, oh God. Not, not Cousin Noah. She's, she's always beating me up. Oh God. <laughs> She calls Uncle George fat. Like, I can only imagine what she's going to call me. <laughs> she's that mean to nice Uncle George. Why? His eyes widen confused. Well, hopefully you won't have to find out. Jimmy nods, getting my gist, and cautiously makes his way over to the white French doors. As he opens it, he looks both ways, already afraid that someone will see him. I smile at this because it reminds me so much of myself from not too long ago. Jimmy then turns to me and whispers, I wasn't here. His finger moves in a circular motion as if he tries to hypnotize me, and then he hastily darts off. Uh, popcorn, Chris. Fortune. Maybe this one. <laughs> what have I done to him? Yet this is probably the most fun I've had today, harassing my cousin. I make myself comfortable once again, but then my mother comes in and stands beside the table. Have you seen Hilda? She asks me. No, mother. I sigh. Well, do you know where she is? I sit up and look straight up at her. Sorry, I haven't seen her, and I don't know where she is. My mother gives a small whew and puts her hands on her hips. <laughs> she looks around, tapping her black-heeled foot, like she was a mystical creature who had a shoe for a foot. <laughs> Stop this madness! Oh, let me tell you, folks, there was too much goodness in this episode, and baby, we're making this a two-parter. You didn't know it, you didn't believe it, 
But baby, we're here. So, where uh, you? This is a little postmortem, posthumous. Make sure. Oh goodness, I'm so. <laughs> I haven't done an outro. I've, I've, it's always Michael. He's not here. He can't stop me. Ow! <laughs> um. Anyways, so make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe because next week we're gonna meet this illustrious. Gorgeous, bushy-eyed, browed, uh, pizza delivery man, and he's got he's got opinions. Let's just say that he's got many opinions. So make sure you like, comment, subscribe, review Apple Podcast, Anchor, any which way. And I want to just say a few thank yous to Ryan. He made the gorgeous, impeccable music. That you are listening to now or in a few seconds when the outro music kicks in. And before the podcast, you can follow him at Rytuck Music. I want to say thank you to Sydney with a Y. She's our lovely guest. She's gorgeous. It's actually her birthday today. Uh, We want to give a special shout out to producer Sydney with no Y. She is not a city. Do not confuse her with the Sydney of Australia. Uh, she's, she's, you know, she puts her back into it. Uh, she keeps it pushing. She keeps it pumping. I want to say thank you to our lovely social media and PR person, Sam Alice. Sam Alice. Sam Alice Lee. It's her middle name. It's a middle name. It's a whole thing. I call her Sham Alice. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, we get a kick out of it. Uh, I want to say thank you to myself. Uh, way to, way to do it, kid. You're doing it. You're doing it, kid. I want to say thank you to Michael. You know, you're also doing it, kid. Maybe not as much as me, but no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. He's doing it even more than me. And if you want to follow us, uh, here's a few socials for you. Uh, if you want to follow Shitfic on Instagram or Twitter, it is sh underscore tfic. You know, it's there's a plausible deniability there. Is it Shotfic? Is it chat fic? No one knows. <laughs> Fill it in yourself. How do I end this? Uh, you know, we're just gonna, um, uh, um, you know, come back, come back next week. Uh, it's not every week. Uh, I just want to let everybody know. Uh, <laughs> I've had a talk with my my producer. She she's cut the line. <laughs> Misinformation. News medias will not be reporting on this. It is actually every two week, every Wednesday. Well, no, it's not every Wednesday. You dumb little shit. Oh my god. I need a man. I need a man. Can we have a man come in? <laughs> Can Michael come in? Come, Sydney. Sydney, bring in Michael. <laughs> I need a man. We upload every other Wednesday. That means every 14 days, you can have a dosage of Christopher. Baby, I'm here for you. Meet us up on your preferred podcasting app. And, um, you know, uh, find out if, uh, is there even a pizza delivery man? Or is he a metaphor for the Ark of Noah and the Ark? Oh, my. Anyways, I hope you're having a lovely morning, afternoon, or night. And I hope you're feeling kind of sexy about yourself. (laughs) Why did I say that? Anyways, shit fuck!